The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. And now, here's Brandon. Welcome to Old Space Show. My name is Brandon, and this guy over here riding shotgun with me, his name is Tony. Howdy, howdy. Excited to be back for uh, another ride along. Oh, yeah. This series of Old Space Show will follow the exploits of a man and his car. The first season of Knight Rider. Today, we are here to discuss the 13th episode, Forget Me Not. Michael Knight is staying at a beach house with the daughter of the newly elected president of the South American country of San Marara. His assignment is to protect both her and her father. A young woman named Mickey overhears the conspirators' plot to assassinate El Presidente and is thrown off a cliff. What are you going to do? Michael manages to rescue Mickey, though she ends up with temporary amnesia. All right. This one's directed by Gil Bettman. And uh, this is the episode of Knight Rider that apparently (laughs) was the most important one and took everybody in the building to crack because it is written by Richard Christian Matheson, Tim Zolzi, Karen Harris, Deborah Dean Davis on a story by Chris Lucky, Richard Matheson, and Tom Zolzi. Listen, we were talking about this uh, That's a lot of people. Ago. Yeah, I mean, this is well, this is a heavy story. They pack a bunch into this 40, 48 minutes or so. I mean, it's a, there's no there's no down moments here for sure. Right. Uh, the stars, David Hasselhoff, Edward Mulhair, Patricia McPherson, William Daniels, Alejandro Ray, Judy Landers, Maria Conchita Alonso as Maria Conchita here. Uh, <laughs> Reed Shelton, Victor Milan, Mike lane and fred lerner uh yeah maria kachita alonso if you've seen like running man lots of cool stuff from the 80s 90s she is uh as uh guest of the show mike vanderbilt would say stone cold fox but she's got a pretty cool resume to her her and was sort of a person that got used uh quite a bit back in the day and this i'd say is probably one of her earliest appearances um but yeah nice to see a friendly face here and of course, she's yeah. Mike, Michael's girl of the week, already in of progress. And, and you know, it feels like this. Yeah, this 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 episode again. They're they're trying new things. They're trying different things here in the middle of the season. So they're like, what if we just joined instead of having like the standard? Let's get it all explained while Kit's in the roving garage and Devin has to tell you everything to set the stage. They're like, let's just jump in like mid Mm -hmm. assignment, essentially, where, you know, uh, Michael's, uh, yeah, shacking up with his gal and, uh, you know, doing doing they're already mid recon. Um, This episode, you you feel like watching it, especially early on. You're like, maybe this is where they got the uh, this is like the backdoor pilot of 
Baywatch for Hasselhoff. There's so much <laughs> time on the beach in the bikinis. Right, and yeah. you're like, okay, this, this is his natural environment. So let's roll with it. So <laughs> probably not, but it's nice to think about. <laughs> right. And you get a lot of Michael and Tux in this because he's supposed to be dressed really nice for, for all Real of this. Nice. Um, and I, th- there's this like party in the opening that sets this <laughs> up and Hasselhoff again, towers over the rest of the cast here. He's like, he looks like 10 foot tall. When he's oh, yeah. anyway, Grant, you have like little Maria Cachito Alonso and you have Judy Landers and they are not the tallest people in the world, but the, all the men are super short too. Like he is just a beast. He is. He, he really, he should. Yeah. No one. Yeah. He shouldn't be afraid of anybody. He goes in, you know, and he's, as he starts poking around the mansion, right. There's one guy who's like, bathroom's not this way, pal. And he's like, Oh, mm-hmm. so sorry. And he, you know, meanders away. I'm like, you could literally just put your palm on that guy's face and throw him to the ground and keep going and it would be fine. Right. But, you know, but, uh, but homie don't play that. So no, he does not. <laughs> he also doesn't valet park either. Uh, That's right. And it caused, uh, causes some mayhem with the valet guys getting pissed and they like, they park a kit in like he, like, but they touch bumpers. I'm like, dudes, yeah, like, would 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 not fly in the modern valet world, obviously. But this is yeah, one of those at least one of those chintzy little. Yeah, no, they weren't even trying. Uh, one of those. Chin- well, so what I thought was going to happen in when they first started that, I thought they were intentionally like, "I'm going to ding ding his bumper," and then I thought they'd get out and be like, "It didn't leave a scratch." Like try, you know, like right. This car is indestructible, you know. But but no, they they obviously set up later for when Kit has to come and inevitably rescue Michael. He just just grinds his gears and pushes those cars out of the way, and and the valets are left, oh, you know, agape, uh, open mouth. Mm. what where once again we we have lost all sense of subtlety and how we're talking about exposing the world to a self-driving car right uh, 30 years ago so what are you gonna do <laughs> true 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 but yeah so this party uh has some peeps michael runs into one of them goofily and she winds up go she's taking a nap upstairs at the party or something it was it was a strange yeah there's there's a throwaway line when they're talking about how she's like oh, i've i was going to cut myself off from champagne, but then you brought me another one. It was so nice. And I just had it. So I'm like, are they insinuating that she went upstairs and blacked out? She ends up under a pile of coats. Was there a roofie or something in her first champagne? Like what? She's drunk, I guess. I don't know. She's, well, she's a tiny gal. So I imagine it doesn't take much to like, probably didn't have the best tolerance. Uh, and she goes to these posh parties and, uh, like, so she, and then while she's, under covers in bed overhears a, an assassination plot Oops. in a bedroom and these guys like knock her out take her and then this michael catches it there's this car chase that sues or michael's like he's chasing them and playing rc pro-am at the same time yeah so uh, <laughs> it's it's yeah it's funny yeah because they put yeah so so yeah so kids like i'm tracking them and then of course it comes on on the chintiest it is actually a shot from a video game uh, from rally speedway oh wow Atari video game yes it is an actual yeah. okay because, and and then of course um and then of course mickey wakes up and she starts causing havoc and the car starts swerving and then you see on on his video screen the little eight-bit car goes beep boop beep boop and it just <laughs> kind of shunts itself oh, across so the road i'm like oh this is turbotastic <laughs> this is uh, it's a lot <laughs> oh man it's so funny um and then she like she winds up <laughs> jumping out of the car and it's like horrific yep. 
and she, she goes down the hill. Like I'm like, yeah. whoa, it's serious business. Yeah, I mean it's a, and and of course this being this being uh, you know network TV. Of course, when Michael goes down after her using you know Kit's winch and repelling uh, gear that is mm-hmm. conveniently located inside the car, you know he he gets to her halfway down this massive cliff, and you know not a scratch on her. Of course, oh, she's, she's just got like a little bit. She's got a little bit of red. By yeah, I guess eye. that's a good point. Like, yes, that's it. That's the, it. The teeniest that's bit of blood. The teeniest bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about what physically harmed her it's what mentally harmed her because she's got amnesia that's right she, she can't remember anything yes um and like yeah Devin shows up and we're like we gotta figure this out what happened to this woman um and but she she eventually the thing is uh she figures out who she is because she is left alone and on tv is a soap opera or something that she's starring in and she sees her yeah so yeah yes she's trying to remember she bits are coming back to her slowly but surely and then she remembers i'm i'm engaged uh i'm engaged to to joe saunders or you know some some random name so she's on the phone she's in the phone book going line by yes. line it's, it's a relatively common name so she's like ah i tried them all and none of them recognize me and then yeah she happens to hear herself on tv as an actress saying i'm gonna be mrs joe saunders or whatever and she's like oh that's it duh i'm an actress and the, the, uh, one, the one of the eight writers that wrote this went <laughs> nailed it <laughs> i wonder if this is cobbled together from like three different scripts that weren't working and they're like you guys get in a room and figure this out or they one person was like hey take these and like do something with it because we have to pay these people it's very possible because we have essentially two kind of concurrent plot lines running with this Mm -hmm. assassin with would-be assassination attempt and then uh, Mickey obviously overheard it, but then she's got her own deal where they they keep trying to find her right. and and put her out of her misery. And then the assassination t- is this whole other thing because right. um, some of the, some of the bad guys drop a bag with a gun in the in the in the in the dumpster outside of the equestrian show, and then you know the bad guy grabs it, and you know they're doing this very you know like classic assassination thing where you open the bag and you take twenty minutes to put the gun together, and that mm-hmm. gives Michael and Kit time to get across town because they literally say when they're in the car and they finally figure out the assassination attempt is happening at the equestrian mm-hmm. show, courtesy of Mickey's memory slowly coming back. And she's like, I remember them saying something about a pedestrian show. Somebody's walking somewhere. <laughs> Michael's like an equestrian show. You mean? <laughs> and then kids like, it's 20 minutes away, Michael. And literally, uh, or it's 20 miles away. And literally four minutes later, they're there. I'm like, how fast are you going through town? I don't, I don't, I don't believe it, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a really a very interesting episode full of just, I mean, it was action packed from start to finish, mm-hmm. but it was just, it was full of like, it, it did feel like it almost was two different stories that were hemmed together there. Yeah, no. And it, it moves and it's, it's entertaining yep. episode like, and you know, but Maria Cachito Alonso would swimwear regularly in it. And that feels like its own episode as well, where, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, like being hired to be with or like work under some sort of guy for protection or something and um, falling in love with his daughter or something like that. That feels like that could have been its own episode too, its own assassination plot episode. Cause I, I imagine as Knight Rider goes through more seasons, this won't be the only assassination plot or person targeted type plot. Oh, um, absolutely not. So, on. yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, it was, yeah, there was, there was a, it was very busy. And then of course, 
you know, uh, the story has to fit, you know, what the plot that was written has to fit the action that they're trying to provoke on screen. Right. So then mm-hmm. um, the, the El Presidente decides to come into town a day early so he can see this equestrian show because he loves horses. And yeah. apparently this only place in the world you can watch horses apparently and then of course you get there and it looks like the most literally looks like the most mundane yeah. pedestrian or equestrian show of all time um and then of course the, you know the bad guy is there he's in a he's in a trailer putting slowly putting his 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 you know sniper rifle together and uh so of course kit's tooling it through town um mm. and you know <laughs> he shows up and you know goes goes blasting over a wall as, as he kit is wont to do and this is one of the times I, I tell you what they must have sacrificed for all the writing and action. They must have sacrificed some editing because when Kit comes blasting into the equestrian show, he hits the ground hard. Oh, and you yeah. can see you can see that body shift, and you're like, "Ooh, that Trans Am is done!" <laughs> like he was, that one is not surviving this stunt. <laughs> yeah, it was, no, yeah, it was a rough landing, and they showed it. It was real rough. This whole episode had really strange. Like, so there was a part earlier in the episode where Michael was rappelling back down. He goes back to the cliff mm-hmm. uh, to get Mickey's purse, who, which right. she left after she tumbled to try to remember or jog her memory. So he, uh, Kit, you know, goes to the edge of the, of the, of the cliff again, and Michael goes rappelling down. And then of course, at the, at the exact same time, conveniently, the bad guys are driving up on a boat at the bottom of the cliff. So they kind of meet down there. Right. They're like, Oh, you know, stick them up type of type of vibe. And, and Michael's like, Kit, I need some help. And Kit's like, oh, okay. So he backs up and he literally jumps the cliff. And that, like, I don't know if you remember this part, but when they showed the car jumping off the cliff, I mean, that it, it's stock footage. It's, it's from another oh, movie. Yeah. It 100, it's, it's like a white car. It was, it's really, like, yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, the yeah. most non-Kit car that you've ever, like it was a vehicle was, in name only. <laughs> yeah, it was some huge stunt that they were not about to do here to get that shot yep. on Knight Rider. Yep. <laughs> like just, just see if they don't know. Just see if they. they yeah, see it. it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Everything, everything's fine. Everything's and I remember, fine. <laughs> I was like, there was one two time too. I I forget if it's the first time or second time, but well, there like Michael's going down and like Kit's like smoking, trying to like hold on to. It. I'm like, how heavy is Michael? Yeah, yeah. There was there was a very thin there was there was a very thin throwaway line where Kit's like, "Michael, my winch is overheating," and I'm like, "Whatever." I'm like you just have to create more drama here. This 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 is what eight writers get me. The winch is overheating. <laughs> this is the best we can do. <laughs> yeah, like it. It's just wild because like I'm like I'm like you're supposed to be this like big tough car that people have tried to bust into like you've got to be heavy as hell you could just <laughs> pop a squat there and nothing like michael you could probably have another car there and not flinch like yeah yes your your destructible alloy alone should be should be relatively mm-hmm. heavy at this at this time but you know it it all came together for for a fun episode there was that there was a thrilling conclusion that once michael uh, that's the equestrian show. Michael and Kit got there mm-hmm. with, of course, with with Mickey in the car. Uh, you know, they found the assassin right away. And of course, he tries to escape them by jumping on a horse. And mm-hmm. not only is that ridiculous enough in its own right, the horse first runs the runs the obstacle course. So he's jumping over the poles. And then, of course, Kit gets right. to jump the poles. And, you know, this is a part where you get to see his Kit smarter than a than a horse, you know. And <laughs> Kit gets splashed horse through the water. Power. And, horse power, right. yep. 
And, and then I, I, I do give him credit for this because then it, it, the chase ends up where the bad guy is riding the horse through stables mm-hmm. and like uh, through the interior stables, through the exterior where there are multiple other horses and the stunt drivers are just blasting kit right through these horses. I'm like, this had to have been either well choreographed or yeah. they got super lucky that the Humane Society wasn't on set that day because, I mean, he's blasting through these horses, like driving right by them. I'm surprised we don't see any horses get spooked on screen because they they were not they were not so, calling it they were not phoning it in. So that wouldn't have been a problem <laughs> in 1982. It wouldn't have been a yeah. problem. They, uh, okay. It was night. It was the very next year. Uh, uh, James the the not James Bond James Bond film starring John Sean Connery. Never say never again. Had horses go off a cliff. And that was ah. the, that was the last straw. And then PETA and stuff became very involved in the film industry and something like that. Stuff like that would be very monitored and not happen anymore. So I um, gotcha. That's they probably got lucky. Okay, <laughs> so, it must um, have been a timing thing then, because yeah, the, I mean this it was looked it looked dangerous as hell for mm. the for the horses to be honest. So yeah, yeah. Um, so so that kind of monitoring that was that probably would have been like a nope. No, you're not doing it, but like 1982, cutoff point here. They're probably just like, all right, get some horses, let's do this. Um, so yeah, that's that's what it happened. But yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what. But uh, I mean, overall, I mean, it was a great episode. It was very mm-hmm. thrilling. Of course, it ends in a classic Michael style. You know, he shows back <laughs> up at the beach house. Right, he wants to bring flowers. Uh, you know, so he can he can get back to wooing, uh, you know, his his pseudo living girlfriend and kids like, oh, you didn't bring enough flowers. I see that there's already somebody here. So he goes and gets another bouquet because Mickey's there. And yep. as he closes the door, he gives both of them like weirdly again, gives both of them a kiss. And he's like, you guys want to cruise the burger joints? I'm like, ew, <laughs> but whatever. So <laughs> and going through it, like I noticed, like it's weird. I like. Kudos to Maria Cachita Alonso because in this episode, she's in like regular clothes for maybe two scenes. And she's in a lot of scenes, and most of them are like swimwear, a towel, like night night lounge comfy wear. Like, yeah, that like because there's a lot of scenes that take place like oddly in her like living room or bedroom area, like right there. And then she's like, Always like it's it's crazy. She doesn't wear much in this episode, but yeah, this episode was very it was very easy on the eyes, obviously. Yeah. But I think that's what they were going for. This was and, this was a weird mix of like mm-hmm. the beautiful people and the the impressive action and everything. This was actually this was a record. This episode was a record setter in the United Kingdom. This was this is the most watched hour of TV. Oh, almost wow. thirteen million viewers of the entire year of nineteen eighty three. Wow. This was the most watched hour of TV in the UK, this particular episode. So whatever they were going for, they must've done it right enough. Well, the five doctors probably hadn't aired yet. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, uh, but, and, and on the other side, I think you get Hasselhoff and tucks where, and he, he always looks good in a pair of jeans. So he's go. got that going for him. And <laughs> he's just a giant. Like I've never, it's just, it's weird. No wonder. Like it, it it's weird. Like, cause we always, it's what night rider and Baywatch and, that's all we have of Hasselhoff. Like there's not like a lot of others that granted his, how he handles with like his business or like, you know, his outside life or whatever. But like this guy was a major star and like, he just goes from Baywatch, the most watched show in the world and planet 
to just there's nothing really after that um yeah. and i have to wonder if some of it is because he's so tall and it makes it hard to film with people that are that, that tall it's, it is a discouraging thing to be tall in los angeles and do movies like short you're fine because you can always step up on an apple box tall yeah we have to bring those in to shoot with you every week or on this every shoot of the movie so it's kind of you're right yeah to, yeah it so could, I, yeah could be a combination of that. And I I think really just the end of his, I mean, obviously I know like, like globally, he's, uh, you know, a big star. He does Mm -hmm. music and all sorts of different types, but American audiences know him heavily as this kind of action Mm -hmm. TV action star, right? You get, you get several years of Knight Rider, you get several years of Baywatch, and then they go almost immediately into Baywatch nights. If if I recall correctly, I think it might've just, it, it maybe was just, american fatigue at that point or maybe just sick of him you know like give us something new after 15 years please and i think what he brings here to knight rider as i mentioned probably before feels like ahead of its time like i feel like he would fit in perfectly with guys now like the your chris pratt's uh people like that um like i feel like it's like oh that's that's the ideal guy now and i think he was like something new and odd and different than like granted that's not what he brings to Baywatch, but here Knight Rider feels like a template for what would be a popular uh, comedy action star. Now. I agree. I totally agree. But, yeah. But uh, okay, Tony, well let's shift gears and look on toward the sunset before we hit the horizon. Where can people keep up with you? Yeah, you can come hang out with me. I'm the senior editor of sciencefiction.com. So you can wander over there if you want to talk about all the best that 2023 has to offer for movies and TV shows and reviews and new stuff and all that good stuff. You want to come find me personally, you can do that on most of the interwebs at Tony Schaub. And I'll happily chat with you about anything at any time. All right. Hashtag Maria Kit Cheetah Alonso. Nice. Mm. Nailed it. <laughs> I, I thought of that one as we were talking. And I'm I on like Twitter it. and Instagram at Brent4QHD, written work on whysoblue.com. Uh, show is on a Monday, and then come back here on Wednesday for Old Space Show for another Night Rider adventure. It's going to be fun. Awesome. But from Old Space, Brandon and Tony, not so lone crusaders in a dangerous world, the world of Old Space Show. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.